The book of Ayikra, the third book of the Torah, is a book that deals largely with the sacrificial service, the role of the Kohanim, the role of the priests, essentially temple-related, priest-related. Sacrifice is, of course, a central feature of the book of Ayikra. That's how the book begins. But sacrifice is a central feature of the Torah. It's not only present in the book of Ayikra. In fact, the first two books of the Torah, the book of Breshit, Genesis, and the book of Exodus, Sefer Shemot, have as a central uh, part of the book is sacrifice. The binding of Isaac is a central story of the book of Genesis, a central story of our tradition. The Paschal sacrifice, preliminary to leaving Egypt, preliminary to the Exodus, is a central feature of the book of Exodus. And it's not only the uh, Torah, the Bible, that has sacrifice as an important feature. The rabbinic tradition, one of the six six Sedarim of the Mishnah, six of the Mishnah deals with sacrifice, with Kachim, and not only that, sacrifice is present in many other parts of the Mishnah, of our tradition. Sacrifice is a central feature of Tractate Yoma, which deals with Yom Kippur, has eight chapters, seven of which are about the sacrificial service, the Tractate of Psachim that deals with Pesach, half of it is about sacrifice, and so on. So whatever one thinks of sacrifice today, it is a central feature of our tradition, both the written Torah and the oral tradition. Now, the book of Vayikra starts with Vayikra, El Moshe, that God called to Moshe. Vayidaber Hashem Elof Me'ol Mo'ed Le'mar, and God spoke to Moshe from the tent of meeting from the Mishkan. And God will instruct Moshe to speak to the people and uh, to tell them about the sacrifices, the first of which will be the burnt offering, the Olah. But the book of Ayikra picks up with the very end of the book of Exodus. The end of the book of Exodus, after Israel has constructed the Mishkan, in chapter 40, uh, is the concluding, uh, the concluding verses of the construction of the Mishkan. Uh, and the very last verses of chapter 40, Vayichas he'anan et ol mo'ed, the glory of God, the presence of God filled the tabernacle, filled the Mishkan. And Moshe could not enter. Moses could not enter the Mishkan, the Olmoed, tent of meeting, for the cloud settled upon it. And God's presence, God's glory filled the Mishkan. When the cloud would lift, Israel would travel in all of their journeys. If the cloud would not lift, they would not travel till the cloud did lift. For the cloud, the presence of God, cloud signified God's presence by day and the fire at night before all of Israel through all their journeys. So the end of the book of Exodus has two different statements. One is that God's glory filled the Mishkan. They had built the Mishkan and God is present. Moshe himself could not enter. And then the last two verses tell us about the the Mishkan and the cloud above it. 
presence of God was the determining, determining factor in whether Israel would travel at that point in their journeys through the desert or whether they would stay in that place. The last two verses actually seem to be an introduction to the story of the journeys which the Torah picks up in the fourth book of the Torah, in the book of Bamidbar. The first ten chapters or so are all about how the tribes are set up in the desert and how they travel. So that would seem to be a good introduction to the book of Bamidbar. But the, the verses before that, and the ones that the Torah picks up in the third book, in Vayikra, Moshe could not enter, and God called to Moshe, Vayikra Moshe. And the important point here, among others, is that the Mishkan is a public place. It's the place, the central institution of all of Israel. Despite the fact that in the Torah we are 12 tribes, not just one nation, but we're also one nation. And the institution that reflects the fact that we're one nation is the Mishkan. The Mishkan is not about Moses. Moses was the faithful broker, a representative before God to reconcile us with God, to allow the Mishkan to be built, to get the second tablets. But at the end of the day, the Mishkan is not about Moses. The Mishkan is about the people. And now, in the beginning of the book of Vayikra, Vayikra Moshe, God called to Moses from the Oomo. And it sounds like here too, Moses does not enter the inner sanctum from which God speaks, but rather God calls to Moshe. And the first instruction over here, Taber b'nei Yisrael, v'yomartal lehem, adam ki akriv mikem korban l'ashem. Min ha-behemah, min ha-bakaru, min ha-tzon, takrivu et korban chem. Adam, a person, who wishes to bring a sacrifice, a korban. The word korban, a sacrifice, l'hakriv is to sacrifice, but l'karev or l'hitkarev means to come close, to draw near. If a person wishes to bring a sacrifice to God, the sacrifice comes from one of three. It can come from a uh, from the herd, cow. These are essentially domesticated animals, goats, sheep, cows, domesticated animals. These are the animals appropriate for sacrifice. And the Torah will now, in the first chapter, describe the way that one brings the burnt offering, the Ola. Before we get to the details of these offerings, it's important to note that there are different kinds of offerings that are described in the Torah. And by that I refer to, there are offerings that are brought by individual people, and there are offerings that are communal offerings. The festivals, for example, the Shabbat, and the festivals and there are other situations as well. These are communal offerings, a sacrifice for the community, the entire community. But the Torah doesn't begin with that. The Torah begins with Adam Kiakriv Mikem Korban Hashem. If a person, for whatever reason, the Torah doesn't give us a reason, a person decides to bring a sacrifice to God, this is the way that you do it. And we are reminded of the fact that the Mishkan itself was built by individual people, that is to say, by volunteers, mit nadvim. There was the half shekel, but the bulk of the things that construct the Mishkan, that the Mishkan is made of, that was up to individual people 
to bring what the Torah calls Nidava. Here too, the Torah begins in discussing the sacrifices with the sacrifices of individual people. Adam kiakriv mikem korban Hashem. Now the burnt offering, the Olah, as it's called, is the subject of the first chapter of the book of Vayikra. Why does one bring an Olah? So the Torah says in the first uh, chapter that chapter 1, verse number 4, the one bringing the sacrifice should put his hand on the head of the sacrifice, the Ola. There are two words over here that are very important for us. And just very briefly now, we'll come back to this, no doubt, on other occasions. Two words. One is the word Vinirtsa, or no, that also appears in uh, the description of the Olah. Verse number three, the word Ratzon in the Torah primarily means uh, acceptance. We have it in our prayers as well, Ritzay, the prayer of Ritzay in the Amidah, in the silent Shemona Esrei, silent prayer, Ritzay refers to, we ask God to accept our prayers and our sacrifices. So, Ratzon means acceptance. Second word is L'chaper. L'chaper of Kapara, Kippurim, typically refers to atonement. And those two terms, which don't necessarily come together, refer to two different kinds of, uh, two different perhaps situations where a person might want to bring a, a korban olah. One is l'chaper, to atone somehow for something that I did wrong. Now later the Torah will speak of a different sacrifice or sacrifices that atone, but the atonement here presumably is something that those other sacrifices don't cover. Nachmanides in his commentary on the Torah and others talk about possible reasons that one might require atonement. A sin of omission as opposed to a sin of commission, perhaps bad thoughts, something I thought about which is inappropriate. That's l'chaper alav. Ratzon, acceptance, points us in a different direction. Ratzon points us in the direction of repairing or strengthening the bond with God not necessarily to atone for a sin, but to put me perhaps in God's good graces for other reasons, or to allow me to stand before God. So Ratzon and Kapara don't necessarily sit together, but as we begin the book of Vayikra, it's important to keep these two ideas in mind. Sacrifice on one hand as a bridge, sacrifice as that which enables one to atone for one's mistakes.